G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au. Angels are very involved in the life of the Christian. They could best be described as God's secret agents. Angels have been so theorized and fictionalized. But coming up today, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us understand the biblical facts. Angels are real, and they may be real near. The Bible is filled with stories of people who were delivered by angels, sometimes comforted by angels. So, there could be an angel around you right now. This is the day when the lost are found. people know about angels? Chances are they don't know a lot, and what they do know comes from movies, TV shows or cartoons. That's just fiction, make-believe. But it would be a mistake to throw out the concept of angels altogether. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out that angels are real and they're an important part of the plan of God. But we'll see not all angels are the good guys. Reliable biblical insight is coming your way today. I heard a story about how God was wondering how things were going on planet Earth. So he dispatched a high-ranking angel to Earth to check things out and bring back a report. Little time passed, the angel returned. He said, Lord, things are not looking good on planet Earth. I have to tell you in all honesty, 95% of the people are bad and only 5% are good. Lord said, I want to get a second opinion. He sends another angel to Earth. The angel spent some time here, returns back to heaven and says, Lord, it says the other angel said 95% of the people are bad and only 5% are good. So the Lord wanted to encourage those who were good. So he sent them a text, something to keep them going. Do you want to know what that text said? Oh, you didn't get one either? (laughs) So that's a silly story, obviously a fictitious one, but it reminds us of a very real truth and that is simply that Angels are real. Angels move back and forth from heaven to earth and they're actively involved in our lives as followers of Jesus Christ. Right now, you and I live in a visible world. We're in physical bodies. But just as real as this physical world is this spiritual world. Just as real as the visible is the invisible. Just as real as the natural is the supernatural. So I wanna talk a little bit about the work of angels in general, but I want to look at what they were doing in the book of Acts. There's a story in the book of Kings, Second Kings, of the prophet Elisha and his servant Gehazi. One night it turns out that their enemies were closing in on them and Gehazi saw this and began to freak out 
And he woke up the sleeping prophet and Elisha, probably a little bit irritated about being woken up in the middle of the night, simply said this, hey, don't be afraid because those that are with us are more than those that are with them. And then he said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And the servant's eyes were open. And 2 Kings six seventeen says, Behold, the mountain was full of horses with chariots of fire all around Elisha. And that's my prayer for us as we contemplate this for a few moments together. Open our eyes that we may see. Okay, angels. How many angels are there? Simple answer, a lot. Lots and lots of angels. Second question, how many angels can dance on the head of a pin? You ever heard that? That's the dumbest question I've ever heard. Who cares? What, you think angels want to dance on the head of a pin? There's lots of angels. According to the Bible, there's thousands and thousands of angels. Now, here's the good news and the bad news. The good news is two-thirds of the angels are on our side. Bad news, one-third of the angels are on the devil's side. In case you've ever wondered where demons come from, uh, God did not create demons, and for that matter, the devil himself, as he is, God created the devil as Lucifer, who was once a high-ranking angel. I'll talk about that a little bit more in a few moments. And demons, which are real and powerful, are fallen angels. Now here's the thing that we don't realize about angels. They're very important. They're mentioned in the Bible at least 300 times, but there's a lot of misconceptions about angels. They could best be described as God's secret agents. Or another way to put it is angels are like Navy SEALs, okay? So the Navy SEALs, you don't know what they do most of the time because their job is to go in, complete an operation, come back hopefully all in one piece. We remember the stories of SEAL Team 6 going in and finding and killing Osama bin Laden. And that's the way the SEALs roll. They do their job, they operate undercover, but they're very efficient in what they do. And in a similar way, that's the way angels roll. They do their job, they don't draw attention to themselves. They generally don't appear to us and identify themselves as angels, though occasionally they do, but they're out there doing the work of God. We don't realize how many times angels have actually stopped us, gotten us out of tight situations, or protected us from harm, or even spoken directly to us, and the book of Acts is filled with angels. In fact, the book opens with angels after Jesus ascended into heaven. We read the angels say in Acts 1.11, men stood by in white robes, those were angels, saying, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Here's a misconception about angels. Sometimes people think when you die, you become an angel. I've even heard it said, Oh, well, the reason they died is God needed another angel in heaven. Okay, that is false. Men and women do not become angels. Angels are created beings. They've always been created beings. And it would appear from Scripture that they are eternal and never die. So they have a lot of things that they're actively involved in. We read about them in Revelation, worshiping before the throne of God. We read of different categories of angels like the cherubim and the seraphim. And we read of angels bringing judgment on certain occasions in the Old Testament like the judgment of Sodom and Gomorrah. But angels are very involved in the life of the Christian. Hebrews 1.14 says, 
are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? The Bible is filled with stories of people who were delivered by angels, sometimes comforted by angels. Psalm 34 verse seven says, the angel of the Lord guards all who fear him and rescues them. So I'm gonna give you now 10 takeaway truths about angels and demons. 10 takeaway truths about angels and demons. If you're taking notes, here's number one. Angels sometimes deliver us from difficult situations. Angels sometimes deliver us from difficult situations. In Acts chapter five, angels busted the apostles out of jail and they said, go tell the people about this new life. Uh, angels also got Peter out of prison. Recently we read from Acts 12 and how uh, James had been executed by King Herod. Peter was arrested and was chained to a lot of guards and behind a lot of closed doors. And we read that the church prayed. Constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And the Lord dispatched an angel to deliver Peter. The angel went in and actually, the Bible says, had to kind of smack him. I guess Peter was a deep sleep. And he had the unique distinction of being smacked by an angel to wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up, Poof, wake up. Peter wakes up, come on, let's go, let's go. They go through the open doors and now they're outside and the angel departs. And Peter realizes he's been delivered by an angel. The angel had done his job. The best known story, probably of angelic deliverance, is the story of Daniel and the lion's den. A law was passed that no one could pray to any god except the king, King Darius, who was ruling Babylon. The king had unwittingly signed this decree, not realizing he was condemning his favorite counselor, Daniel, to a certain death. Daniel heard a law had been passed. You can no longer pray except to the king. Daniel said, interesting. Oh, it's time to pray. He went home, he opened up the shutters of his uh, house so if someone wanted to see, they would see and he prayed as he always had prayed and he was arrested and then he was sent into the pit of lions. Even the king couldn't overrule it and the king was up all night worried about his friend Daniel. Daniel slept like a baby, why? Because as Daniel said on the next morning, the Lord sent his angel to deliver me. By the way, if the government ever passes a law like you can't pray, or you can't read the Bible, or you can't proclaim the gospel, that's when we realize that is something that is overruled by the law of God, right? As Christians, we should be good citizens. As Christians, as much as possible, we should obey the laws of the land. And certainly as Christians, we support those that serve us in law enforcement. And we appreciate them, right? These are important things. But sometimes there's government overreach. Sometimes there's a government that is telling us to do something that is contrary to what the Bible teaches. And in that instance, like Daniel, we see like the apostles, we must obey God and not man. We're hearing from Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. Pastor Greg is offering biblical truth about angels today. His first point is that angels deliver us from difficult situations. Let's continue now. Point number two. Sometimes angels stop us 
and other times they prompt us. Sometimes angels stop us and other times they prompt us. In Acts 8 we read about an angel of the Lord prompting Philip to go to the desert. We also just looked at the story of how an angel appeared to the man Cornelius, the Roman centurion. Uh, Cornelius was seeking God, but he didn't really know who he was yet. An angel appears, and the angel says, you need to get together with Simon Peter. And the question arises, why didn't the angel just give the gospel to Cornelius? Because that's not the job of angels. That's our job. But the angel did his job. You need to get together with Simon Peter, and those two came together. The classic example of an angel stopping someone from doing the wrong thing is the story of Balaam and his donkey. Balaam was a prophet for hire. I don't know where you'd find such a guy. You know, you just Google his name, there's Balaam. Uh, he almost should have spelled the name prophet or the word prophet P-R-O-F-I-T because he seemed to be in it for the money. So the king hired him, a king uh, that was opposed to Israel. He said, I want to destroy the Israelites and I want you as a prophet to curse these people. And so Balaam said, yeah, let's do it. And he gets on his donkey and is on his way to do the thing God told him not to do. The Lord said, don't do this. Balaam said, I'm gonna do it. So he's on his way riding his donkey in disobedience to God. So the donkey suddenly stops and, and brushes up against the wall and crushes the leg of Balaam. Balaam is getting angry. He starts to beat the donkey and the donkey goes a little further and just stops. Well, what Balaam didn't see and what the donkey did see was there was an angel standing in front of them with sword drawn. And so Balaam keeps kicking the donkey. Let's go, let's go. And then the Bible says, the Lord opened the donkey's mouth and the donkey speaks to Balaam. It says, why are you beating me? Now that's amazing that a donkey spoke. This is not Shrek here, folks. This is a real Bible story. <laughs> the donkey speaks and asked him, why are you beating me? Balaam says, because you won't do what I'm telling you to do. And the donkey says, haven't I been a good donkey? Haven't I done what you wanted me to do? Balaam says, yeah, you've been good. Meanwhile, the angel's like, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> He's having a conversation with the donkey. You know, people do talk to animals, right? You talk to your dog. It's funny how we use a different voice with animals. Go, come here, go, go, come on. That sort of thing, right? Talk any way you want to a cat, they're like, Whatever. <laughs> My wife can actually, there's a cat in our neighborhood, his name is Hopkins, and, and she can get this cat to come to her, which I think is almost a miracle. And, uh, but you know, we talk to animals with it. He's talking to an animal that's talking back to him again. And then finally the angel reveals himself. He says, you should be glad your donkey stopped. And he was also upset with Balaam for beating the donkey as well. So that's where a donkey was seeing something that even Balaam did not see. So take away lesson, don't talk to donkeys, uh, number one. Uh, number two, don't do what God has told you not to do. Have you ever had the Lord put the brakes on something you were trying to do? I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna marry that guy. I'm gonna take this job. I'm gonna go do this thing. I'm gonna buy that other thing. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna do that. And it was like the door was shut in your face and you're thinking, what was that all about? Might have been an angel getting you out of trouble. So they prompt us. Other times they stop us. 
but they're very involved in our lives. It's entirely possible you have even met an angel because Hebrews 13.2 says, don't forget to entertain strangers, for in doing so, some have entertained angels without knowing it. I can tell you for certain there are angels in this room right now. Now we don't see them. But what if there was an angel that was among us uh, and it was a stranger and you were right next to an angel. So look around. <laughs> Does anyone look? I don't see any feathers. <laughs> no halos. No crumbs of angel food cake. Though there is a piece of devil's food cake over there that makes me wonder about what's happening. Yeah, we, you wouldn't know it, but there could be an angel around you right now. You know, virtual reality is so popular. Facebook has even changed their name from Facebook to Meta because it's all about now this whole other virtual reality. And by the way, Meta is Latin for nerd. No, not really, but um, <laughs> it's actually Latin for geek. Um, but the point is, is that you know you, you put on the glasses and, and the Oculus glasses or whatever brand you have and you enter into the virtual world. I've done this a couple of times. I'm not that enamored with it, frankly, but you know, I was on a roller coaster in one and going through a forest in another. You can get in fights and there's no way you can put those glasses on and look even remotely cool, right? But uh, this whole world that they want to introduce us to when in reality, that world is not even real, but the supernatural world is. If you were to see an angel, if an angel were to walk out on this stage and stand next to me, we would all be amazed. And not only would we be amazed, we would be tempted to fall down and worship the angel. This actually happened to the apostle John after the angel revealed certain things to him and we read in Revelation 22, John says, I heard and I saw these things and I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed me these things and he said, don't do it. I'm your fellow servant, worship God. Sometimes the question is asked, do we have guardian angels? In other words, do we have a personal angel that's assigned to us? My answer is maybe. And I actually think there's a good chance of it because of a couple of verses in the Bible. Matthew 18.10, Jesus speaking of children said, don't look down on these little ones. I tell you, their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. Notice he said, their angels. So maybe kids have guardian angels. A lot of kids need guardian angels. They get themselves into so much trouble. But then maybe we have one as well. Going back to Acts 12, after Peter was busted out of prison and he showed up at the house where they were praying for him and knocked at the door. A girl named Rhoda answers. She sees him. She goes back and tells the apostles, Peter's at the door, and they said, it's his angel. It's interesting, it's his angel. Number one, if anyone's angel knocks at my door, I'm gonna answer for sure, okay? But the point is, maybe we do have guardian angels, but even if we don't, we know that we have angels actively involved in our lives. some fascinating insight today in Pastor Greg Laurie's study called Angels and Demons. Next time on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg brings us more insight on angels. We'll uncover the biblical facts about the fallen angels known as demons. This is the
Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Angels and Demons. If you'd like to listen again, you can download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on 1-800-00-5011 or visionstore.org.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.